0: Hey everybody, you're listening to the Picky Fingers Banjo Podcast. I'm your host, Keith Billick. This is the second part in the conversation with Michael Bont of Green Sky Bluegrass. If you missed the first part, you may want to go check out that previous episode to get caught up in the conversation. But uh, I introduced him last time, and we talked about all things banjo and all things Green Sky, so I won't waste any more time. I know you're wanting to get back to the to listen to the rest of that interview but I will waste just a little bit more of your time to remind you to email me at podcast at com with any comments or questions about the podcast. Other than that, here it is. Enjoy the rest of the episode. You
1: didn't know us for since the very beginning. We actually were a one mic acoustic bluegrass band for when we first our our inception was through that. You know, like yeah. that's how we won the Telluride band contest is because we worked the mic. We, we we were just we were about four inches closer to the microphone than any other band in that contest, and that's the secret right there. Why? Because we were louder than any other band Ooh. in the contest. Well, the, well, this, the, the the well the song selection too. Like it has to be right. Like you know you know obviously we are. Obviously, for us, we it was right because see where we've come since then. You know, you know, yeah. and it's not like that for everybody. You know, was that
0: the pivotal moment for you guys? Did you did you feel like that was the biggest difference in terms of going from a band that was just kind of working the the bars to a band that was now being taken seriously? It was it was, it was getting it was,
1: good bookings. It was definitely from the val- from like the validation, like the fact that we won this, and it was like okay, so we actually are pretty good. Alright, yeah. alright. We are doing something. Okay, Gave us some confidence. Gave us some confidence. That's yeah, that, like Like we were doing something, yeah.
0: Yeah, from, from my perspective, yeah, I heard that you guys won the Telluride Band Competition and I'm really proud of the hometown guys. Like, wow, that's really impressive. And then the next thing I'm hearing, you guys are opening for all sorts of bands, opening up at red rocks and yeah. and the list goes on and, and then we're selling out selling out red it rocks. just never ceases to amaze me every time i check in on you guys there's something bigger and better we're playing,
1: we're playing fuji rock in japan this that. summer that is insane That's <laughs> nuts oh man how do you guys do that um, you just have good management i mean i mean i mean you're in my practice room i mean are you inspired do you this make this make you want to practice
0: Anything makes me want to. So, so the if you come
1: into this room at any time of the day and just close that door, like we just did, this is my space. Yeah. This thing I'm sitting on this is from 19 or excuse me, 1850s. This is like a, this is like a pre Civil War. Pre Civil War. Yeah. This, yeah. This, this this is like this has been around forever. Like the, the juju off this, but and it's the perfect the perfect height. And and the fact that it's got like wide it's like a love seat, love So scene, there's, there's no arms on it, so you can play an instrument and not bang it up. And and I know, and surrounded by instruments, dude, you know? It's like it's a bit it's, it, it, I know, when you're doing a as song as I have, you have to be able to Yeah, this is from like eighteen six I think it's eighteen sixty three. And so like you know, I like love it and and it's it's a family piece, but it's also one of those things where like the vibe is everything. I mean, I got the instruments around me, I've got this this trophy case full of heady uh, achievements and heady crystals and awesome. Look at that green sky photo. Like, look at that green sky photo. You see that one right there? <laughs> the one with like the costumes, dude. That one's hilarious. That photo's
0: priceless, right? <laughs> that is fantastic. Yes. Yeah, it's one of those old timey like um, um, theme park things where everyone dresses up as Civil War generals and bandits from the Wild West. Yeah, that's yeah. that's fantastic.
1: All my Red Rocks trophies and yada yada yada.
0: So let's get into nuts and bolts here, man. Your banjo. This
1: is my, this, this about is
0: my number one banjo. And we're we're, we're kind of doing a smile and wink because yeah. no one would ever recognize it. And I'll, I'll never out you for this, but I could have said something about how you texted me yesterday saying that you left all your banjos in the recording studio and wouldn't have them for the the podcast recording, and could you borrow mine? I I, 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 I could have said that and embarrassed you on this podcast. I I really just
1: wanted to borrow your banjo. That was was the one thing I was really... All you had to do was ask, This banjo is sweet, dude.
0: I appreciate that. I I really like it. How much do you want for it? Maybe a few of these heady crystals and Red Rocks trophies. All right, we could talk. Okay. (laughs) So let's pretend this was one of your instruments what are what are you playing these days
1: okay um so my number one number one that i play on the gold one that i play on stage his name is goldie hahn yeah it is it says deco on the on the peg head okay because it is because the inlay job on it um is built by rock bartley here in kalamazoo so this story connects from the great lakes grass Um, um it's so like when he built the banjo it was he thought the uh inlay job was very art deco, so he did like the uh, uh, Dian, uh the D'Angel, uh, or whatever the guitars uh, right. uh uh like little like fountain kind of peghead and then mm-hmm. said de was like, he thought be, put deco on it because it looks art deco you know A rock rock anyways um so I'm holding the the uh <laughs> the the Goldie Hawn right now. So so it's got like the art. Digital. Did you name
0: it Goldie Hawn or did Rock?
1: I actually Anders named it Goldie okay. Hawn. He was, like, he was like he was like like you should name it Goldie Hawn. I'm like, yeah, I should
0: name it Goldie Hawn. <laughs> so is the other one's named Kurt Russell?
1: <laughs> no. Um, the other I think the other ones, the other one's name is is doesn't it's kind of unnamed. It's 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 called the Robinson, is what it's called okay. because it's the Robinson. It's always been the Robinson.
0: Okay, so tell me more about. We'll, we'll get to the okay, Robinson. we'll get to we'll the
1: Robinson like after this, but um, but Goldie Hawn is a, Go, a top tension, right? Goldie Han is a top tension. It's 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 gold plated. It's original Gibson top tension parts, and it's hand engraved by some guy I can't remember. <laughs> Um, but the whole thing is like the it's like the, the the you're talking the metal
0: is engraved the
1: metal is engraved okay. yeah the the rim the tone ring and the flange is all engraved by the same dude I feel he's like kind of like a famous engraver I, I should have gotten information from Rock okay. anyways it's built from a piece of mahogany this is the cool part but that Rock was doing he's like a fine woodworker and, right
0: he built the bar and,
1: and he bells, built the bar at right? bells yes yeah, so yeah. all the woodwork at bells he did. He was doing this remodel on this Victorian house and found this, like, was doing redoing this the, the moldings on this door and realized that the header in this door jam was uh, a quarter sawn piece of mahogany wow. from, like, the 1800s. That's just so a dream it's, find for yeah, it's, a Yeah, it's like, it's, it's, like, from, like, 18, late 1800s. Um, and so he had the... Part of it, he had a part of it made into the resonator. Um, for Goldie Hawn? For Goldie Hawn. And he spent it to, uh, I think it's Jim Cox. is he got the guy that does the yeah. resonators? Yeah. He sent to Jim Cox He made the resonator for it. And then he made the neck out of the same piece of mahogany and then had uh, Jim Cox do th- an old school three-ply maple rim for it mm-hmm. and then fit it to a burlisle. This is a Burlisle tone ring. Yeah. Um, that's the, one of them. Jim, Jim Burlisle, is that the guy? Yeah. Jim Burlisle, the guy that went blind. Like, it's got a Burlisle. Oh, I don't know that, but. Okay, okay. So, Jim Burlisle it, is Jim, the guy Jim, who makes tone rings. I think it's so. Jim Burlisle, right? Okay, so Jim yeah. Burlisle, I think he went blind from working with metals. Wow. But, like, but like these Burlisle tone rings are, like, they're
0: they're very sought after. Very yeah.
1: sought after. And the main secret to this whole banjo, besides the fact that it has is is made from a mahogany that's, like, as old as this chair that I'm sitting in. Has a Jim Burleau tone ring in it, and real high quality and, ingredients, and it's and Jim Burlisle never plated or engraved any of his tone rings. This so, so like this is like the probably the only plated uh, and engraved Jim Burleau tone ring. And for all you people out there listening, if you could, if you um, can if you could come across a, a Burleau tone ring, feel free to let me know. In the market? Yeah, I'm, I'm always in the, mar- I'm always the market for a Burlisle tone ring. As, 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 as should you be if you're looking for the best tone rings. <laughs> Buy Burlisle tone rings. The best tone rings out there. If you
0: can find them, good luck, kids. Come on down to Tone Ring Come City. Come on down to Tone Ring City. Tell them Mike Bont sent you. <laughs> hey! So the resonator, is that a typical... Are, are you familiar with like how top tension resonators are? Yeah, it's, flat,
1: flat, it's a flat back resonator.
0: Okay. Or, uh, yeah. Internal, yeah, internal flat. Internal back, yeah. right and it's solid. It's solid, yes. This is actually something that's been going through my mind quite a bit lately. Have you oh. done experimenting of top tension resonators versus
1: Okay, no, no but what but rock experiments with is with he raises the resonator out of the pot a little bit.
0: So yeah, so spacers
1: increases the space on the, increases the space a little bit, so it increase, makes a bigger space for the air to flow. Yeah, and so in those top tension ones, because where the rim sits so close to the the, the resonator, if you, if you increase that space by a little bit, you've increased the volume drastically.
0: They actually sell devices. I forget what they're called. They go on your lug screws of the resonator, and you can actually make adjustments make, make it of how, sell, how deep it d- sets. Yeah, yeah. Like
1: that, that's a real thing. That, like, that makes a huge, a huge difference in how your banjo sounds. Wow, I should Project- mess around with projection that. Projection especially. I mean, this banjo
0: sounds – you don't need to do anything to this thing, mm-hmm. except maybe sell it to me. But you know how it You is. You're, you're always <laughs> – Tinkering around Right But right. no that, that one has been As is for a long time I am I happy This
1: thing This one always sounds it's always sounded, I've always loved The way this banjo sounds but Thanks that's, yeah, that, that's, that's why I forgot mine Because I wanted you To bring this <laughs> I wanted to play it And I love The inlay job On this thing Is really sweet too man This is a, This whole Thing is lovely it's Such so lovely Anyways
0: I appreciate that
1: So yeah So it has the Jim Borla ring It has the Vintage uh, Gibson Top tension parts Hand engraved um, Gold plated and then we actually have a more vintage-style Remo head on it. So it's like this so like there's – are you familiar with the older? They're uh, thicker, the right? The thicker-coated banjo heads. Yeah. They're harder to get. That's the real – that's the real key, too. So this yeah. – so both my banjo, my Robinson and the, and, and Gold, and the Deco. Well, I call it the Deco. That's the Bartley, yeah. but I call it the Deco. Goldie Han, Goldie Haan. Deco. Yeah, the Deco. Bartley. Partly. So they both have the love. It has the thick, the thicker coating on the head makes a really big difference to how the sound.
0: That's why I and, get and, that. And Huber this head. this, and this, this Huber thing.
1: head has that similar kind of feel to it. Yeah, yep. it's got the thicker coating on it.
0: Exactly.
1: But the Remo ones are harder to find. That's the thing about it. They don't because they don't make them anymore. That, and, and that's and, and, all you and like, want. And like. You just want
0: the hard to find Well,
1: oh, 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 no, it's not me. It's Rock. Okay, <laughs> he's the one that has to. He's like hereby you should have this. I'm
0: like, yeah, you should just sell me that that uh, something <laughs> that Remo rim, dude. <laughs> Nice. So, what uh, what do you got going for bridges tailpieces? Is that um, something you've messed I, with? I, I
1: forget the so tailpiece. I like lo- I love the Price straight poles. Always been a fan. Yes, right yes, there. yes. All my bands have the Price straight poles. Those are the. There's not an easier, better upgrade. You could do any banjo to make it sound better than put a price straight pull on that. Yeah. I've always been a big subscriber to that. As am I. And then the banjo, I've, uh, the, excuse me, then the, the, then the bridge is, God, I can't remember the guy's name. It's It's a really weird, small maker type dude. Okay. On the on the deco at least I th- I can't remember what's on the Robinson right now I think it's a I think it's a. The on the other. Anyways we'll get to, we'll get to the other one yeah that's um, alright yeah the one it's like a it's like a it's like a one of a kind kind of bridge like it's like this whole but that whole banjo is like a weird anomaly of like put together parts that's in like that's the coolest so great, and, like though. the coolest way you know yeah, it's the most <laughs> custom thing you can get it's like yeah there's it's the only one like that you know and that's what I I've, like like I I've, I've always been a big fan of. You know, like I've played the twenty thousand banjos that sound like poop, and to have to have this banjo, it's yeah. I didn't, I didn't pay that much for it, but I paid a lot for it. Um, but to have a banjo that just sounds, that's lot that, and have a feel like at one of one. That of, you're
0: happy with yeah. yeah? I'm
1: really happy with one of the, one of Rock's biggest things is he is a one of. I feel like he's one of the best setup guys in the country. Hmm, like if you're if, if you're a banjo player and you want your banjo set up good, like he is the guy to set your banjo up. and And he's a great dude and he's a great dude and he's a really good picker and he also um his neck shape the way he sculpts the neck too his neck shapes are really really he's getting to this point where like i've loved i I hang out with him kind of every once in a while because he's the guy that does all my setups and we kind of hang out yeah i usually buy an instrument from him every once in a while (laughs) (laughs) um like that like that d18 Yeah. D18. yeah exactly and he's a guy like he's just he's just he's this the banjo player's banjo player. He really he, is. He has like such the, a love for Pandolfi. It. You Pandolfi, can tell. Pandolfi loves him. You know, Chris, Pandolfi, if you guys know who Chris Pandolfi is, like he, Chris and I talk about how awesome Rock is all the time. Oh, that's I, hilarious! Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm glad he's getting yeah. getting known out there because he yeah. deserves it. He's, he, he has he, such he, enthusiasm yeah. for everything he does,
1: and he actually is. A, he's becoming a really awesome builder, and like, but he's like a predominant like. Awesome setup guy like Wow That's far, amazing far, From a professional Banjo player's standpoint The fact that my setup guy Lives 10 minutes From my house couldn't So cool be, Couldn't be happier
0: Yeah So cool <laughs> And and had a big part In building your banjo too Yeah And he always has something Like
1: check this out Check this out Yeah I'm like god yeah, dang it, it, it Rock now I have to buy this And go uh-huh. home with it
0: Palm muting? Like, yeah, it's palm muting. Right here.
1: It's actually palm muting on a banjo. Yeah, yeah, I mean, right? I mean, Yeah, it's great. It's cool. It sounds cool. I mean, that's that's another it's one of... It's
0: physically difficult for me. I, I find myself it's, wanting it's to hard. do it a lot. Okay, but so, it's a, so
1: the trick is you can only use it on the bottom, th- bottom two
0: strings. Yeah. It could, if it's too high up there, it just kind of doesn't work. <laughs> it's kind of better on the wound string anyway.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's 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 another instrument trick, um,
0: right there. So hey, before you were uh you were ranting about your finger picks and I kinda told you to to wait and save it for the podcast. So why don't why don't you tell us about your, your finger picks and your strong opinions about said finger picks. <laughs> My
1: strong opinions about said finger picks. Okay, so I'm I've been playing with the same pair of metal finger picks for the last like 10 years
0: that's amazing
1: uh yeah um they are sammy sheeler cobalt plated like like the nickel cobalt plated finger picks of all the vintage design right and see the difference is is they still make them but the newer ones they make out of a thinner metal so they're more pliable but the better ones are the more vintage ones, which aren't nearly as pliable, and they are a lot thicker. And you just you just like you just like put them on, and like you felt them. I mean, they are they are pretty thick. It, they are it's hard difficult to bend. bend. Yeah, you'd yeah. probably need
0: to press it against a, a table or something like that yeah. to to get it to bend. Now, are are these the ones where I know they used to have one of them would have the S? Uh, yep, they actually, on. one
1: does have the S on it, and also the the one hole is smaller. The, there's like two. There's Finger holes on the bottom, and then like the, the index finger mm-hmm. or the is smaller than the middle finger. See so yeah, how yeah. the hole hole's bigger,
0: but as far as that might be the same still. So, the only way that you're aware of to tell the, the old Sammy Sheeler finger picks from the new one is just the, the stiffness, is the
1: stiffness of them. Like, because the new ones you'll be able to bend really easy, but the older ones you won't like, they are like they are hard to bend, right? Like, it's like hard to get yeah, them it's into it's difficult,
0: shape. yeah. I should say that even though a pair of those, what do they go for? Like thirty bucks, thirty bucks, thirty-five bucks, which is kind in. of you know, it's pretty sticker shocky for
1: a pair of metal finger picks. two stinking finger yeah. picks.
0: But if you are anything like uh, Mike Bont here, and you keep them for ten years, what's thirty bucks over ten yeah. years?
1: Well, and it's the way that they sound on the strings too. Like there's like they, they don't. Make a like that. Something about this cobalt plating, or like the cobalt of the of the pick it's, the cobalt of the pick itself. The friction isn't as much, it's, right? It's that's that was the whole thing behind it. But I, I do believe that's actually you could feel. I feel a difference when I play like easy bendable national type picks. You know, like
0: no. Uh, the the last guest on the podcast, Davy Jones, we got into talking about this. I use cobalt plated picks too, but it's not the Sheelers. It's a cobalt plated. Um, Showcase nineteen forty ones, and oh. yeah, there's something. uh that sounds fancy. They are pretty fancy, but um, yeah. The the point being that the Cobalt apparently has less friction. Has less to friction. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So well, it's not no, I like the way the backs like on these
1: are. Are your split backs? Is there two like prongs, no. or is they, are they solid like that? Like a big fat solid back it, like it's, that.
0: It's like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 I actually have to. Um, I bend mine. Um, and the backs I bend like. The part that's closer to your finger, I actually bend them up a little bit so they don't dig into your finger as much.
0: Um, oh yeah, I see so it, it's more um, let, me it, see, let me see those things let It doesn't wrap around those, as much those, 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 this is the ones I'm looking at
1: right see, see that's what I'm talking about. see these have these national look that they they're like they see how much fatter the base is. Mm-hmm. Here, let me show you this I'll give, I'll give you one of my, my shielders here. You see how fat like the base of that, that, that sealer is compared to that that 1941.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know? the,
1: the band is about and, and um, see how much longer it is too. Yeah, it's probably another
0: twenty five percent wider. And um, and, the, and
1: the crazy thing about it is is it in ten years that hasn't worn down at all. Like that's like that's like that's like a, it's amazing how how durable they actually really really are. Yeah,
0: and and the other thing with your with your shears that I am noticing is that the blade is cupped a little bit. Yes, um, so it kind of. Hugs your, the pad of your finger. I guess is what you. Would yeah, call it. it kind of hugs
1: a little. Yeah, like I love the, love the way they feel. You can wear them forever, and and they really have a good sound to them too. You know, but I but I also play like super heavy strings though too.
0: Right, you use elevens. You said right? I use
1: elevens. Yes, up well, with uh, phosphor bronze uh, wound
0: four string. You just like the sound of that better, or what, what's going? on? The sound
1: on? of it. Yeah, it's got a darker, woodier. I've always liked the way that they sound. You know, I mean. Yeah, you don't have it on yours, but
0: no. Um, and same thing with using the 11s, which is is kind of on the heavier side for what most yep. banjo players use. You you prefer the the thicker sound that that gives you?
1: Yeah. Well, I, it's mainly because I um, pick it so pick the banjo so hard the one of the secrets is is that um, if you can pick it super hard and super quiet and pick everywhere in between, that's called playing dynamic. Yeah. Which um, is my like my 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 biggest like second biggest secret is for what I'm doing when I'm
0: playing. It's one of those secrets to it's good. One music. of those things
1: where it's where it's like yeah, it's like.
0: See folks the banjo doesn't have to just be loud and obnoxious all the time uh, it can be quiet and be obnoxious quiet and too yeah lovely and beautiful excellent no that that's a wonderful tip what about your so we we already talked about like your your backup techniques for the 15 minute dobro solos and all that stuff what about your your lead techniques what kind of what kind of tricks do you have up your sleeve or what what do you consider to be sort of the hallmarks of of playing like Mike Bont from a, a soloing perspective. Do you have any approaches that you feel are kind of yours?
1: There's a couple things that I kind of do. It's, um, I think the one like the first trick that I use a lot is what I call the Angus Young ACDC Thunderstruck uh, <laughs> trick.
0: Oh, like the open uh. string. So I can see what you're doing, but kind of describe yeah. to for people how so, how so, you do that. So what
1: I'm doing, uh, I'm basically playing like a That was for, as a forward roll, but every time I hit the the D the the D string the high D string, whatever note that I'm fretting. So if I'm fretting in like a G scale, I'm saying. So you just take that G scale and you go. It's kind of like a, you know. that's kind of... Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. So you you actually really only need I'm basically two doing fingers. Like the two fingers. I'm right. basically
1: just using my middle finger and my thumb on the on the high G string the and the outside using strings, right? And you can kind of vary how you, where you do the pull off on that, that that note on the D string. You know, it's all like whatever rhythm you want to do. Basically, That's what yeah, whether it's on the it, upbeat or the downbeat. Uh, uh, It's basically that same kind of feel, kind of, really. I mean,
0: Using the, the open string as an additional drone.
1: You know, then you then, then can add, like, the... Then you can kind of, like... like the, what I do a lot is I'll do, like, that open drone technique and then just kind of slide into some kind of where I... Do like the the diatonic double stop within, like, whatever the yeah, chord is. Yeah, so
0: it's is. just a high G chord.
1: Yeah, high G. Right. Or well, well, you can do like the mid G chord. It's how you want to do the voicing is up to you wherever you stop. Because you can go. Or. You know, yeah, you can't you can, can depend. Depends where what voicing you want to choose. Yeah, and what come, chord you need that, to land whatever. on. Yeah. depending on the song. This thing, depending on the song, whatever the melody is. Yeah.
0: No, I feel like I've also seen you do that same sort of thing, but add on some fingering for the fifth string. Is that something that you do? I feel like I've seen you do that.
1: Not so. Not not so much with that lick, but, Maybe but, not with but that what exactly. I do I do a lot like the. Oh, I do a.
0: So, so tell us what, how you do that. What's um, um so basically, like what would what would be a really useful common uh, version of that?
1: Um, it's basically it's like, it's like a I call it the Bale call it the lick. It's like, it's it's a lick that Bale uses all the time, and it's actually in the homespun. Series that he does, it's, it's okay. one of the exercises he talks about where like he does like it's like basically you're basically doing an, like arpeggio, but like so you're rolling a open you're rolling a G chord so so like in, in like the what I refer to as like the seventh position or the ninth position or the whatever like the middle position of the banjo but at the ninth where like between seven and nine that that position. Yes. Where like you're that D
0: shape, kind of thing, thing, yeah. D
1: shape, yes. And you're starting out with the sympathetic fifth string, and then going three, four, one, two. Let's get one open, three, four. Right, that's if we do, we're doing it four, right? Yeah. Open three, four, and then we do. Then this, this is where the thumb comes in. Where like, that's when you hit the seventh on um, the sympathetic G, the high G. Okay, right. And then which, the, and which would be an A an, note, an A note, and and then and then that's when you add the the high D string in at the ninth fret. and add that that high G, and then you then you just rock back. That was a yeah. That's cool. And, and, and then you can do that same thing with. A C form, you go up and, you, and you, you basically open, do like an open like like you're gonna do like a regular C form, but you don't add like your 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 index finger on the low D string, and you just kind and then you you use your thumb on what would be the the ninth the ninth the ninth fret on the sympathetic G string. And and that pattern. So whatever chord you're doing, that's kind of like the pattern that you. Yeah, it's a of, good way to be really like you're melodic being, without you, you're having the, to move your you, hand too much. You're playing the sixth with your thumb. Basically.
0: Do you always use your thumb on the fifth string? Um,
1: for this exercise, yeah, you, have, okay. you, you kind of have to wait at the chords roll.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, I say you decide to hop. I mean, do you, do you you know like so? How do you play that 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 lick? Do you play it the same way? Or do you, or do you usually, like do you uh, see like see so you can't do that lick? It's like there's there's the um, you
0: you can you can do it with your other finger, but you kind of have to set up for it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I, you can't I just, just it, fall into it as easy. See, it's it's that's, never, that, that's
1: never felt natural to me. To do okay, it that way, yeah. Um.
0: Yeah, I think I don't even know that I've ever thought about it too much. I think sometimes I probably do one. Sometimes I do the other. It kind of just depends on how your hand. Yeah, it depends on where goes your hand into it. ends
1: up. It's See, because because I use that the same, but when the roll's different, so if he between the, I'm using my thumb there, but if I go. Yeah, the changes. Like, I supposed
0: to? Yeah, and this is actually very similar to a lot of your backup stuff that you were showing us. Yeah, you were down the neck a bit, but it's it's a lot of just using these diatonic chords I, I, to make these a new box like core, positions. lot of chord-related yeah. stuff,
1: yeah, and then that's all like related, a lot related, just like the direct melody of a song, really, and you know, it's, um, I've been like a really, one of those, like, big charging melody guys, where at the melody's like, so if the melody, That then you can kind of take it out from there, like
0: all sorts of tricks. There you go. There you go. Ooh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good one, right? <laughs> yeah, I usually do it the other way. I'll, I'll push on the head so it goes down. Yeah, but that's how you go up, though. You can yeah, push, push I, up I, the other side of the bridge, dude. Now I know. Now, I know. <laughs> now you know. Let's do some more internet questions. Are you ready for a non-banjo question from the internet? Yeah, sure. All right, let's see. Let's. What's let's go. my golf handicap? That is remarkably close, is it close? I will say. Is it close? Holy cow. Uh, no, from Twitter. T.E. McCullough says, what's your favorite golf course?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, Palmetto Golf Club Where's that? Aiken, South Carolina
0: Okay <laughs> Wow, you were very confident with that I yeah. thought you'd have to think about it But that's a no-brainer I think it's,
1: huh? I think it's a loaded question Really? I, I think it is Why? Well, because the guy that asked the question is a member of Palmetto Golf Club in South
0: Carolina Oh So I'm the one being punked here uh, You guys know each other We do know each other Okay I don't know anything about golf, so I'm actually. Or not Sage be Valley,
1: there. actually, Sage Valley is my favorite golf course. Like, and where I, is that I, one? I, it's in, it's in just outside of Aiken, South Carolina. It's okay. Um, Same area. Same area. Yeah. Okay. I'm not doing good, but but Sage, I played it one time. It was it was most, it was amazing. You're a big golfer. Big golfer.
0: Okay. I know nothing, but I've never been golfing. More questions from the internet. This is from a. A Reddit user named Banjos Are For Lovers. Banjos Are For Lovers wants to know what tricks you have planned for Camp Green Sky. Are there any tricks that you have planned? There's got to be something. I mean, if I'm going to
1: tell you my tricks, then it's not a trick.
0: It can still be a trick. It just won't be a surprise. So I'm going to tell you
1: my secret, and then it's it's still going to be a trick? That doesn't make sense to me. It can be a surprise. I I don't believe it.
0: So there are, tr- there are tricks and surprises and secrets? There Is that what you're secrets, saying? There are secrets. Secrets, okay. secrets.
1: Secrets. Secrets. There are many secrets.
0: Well, that he'll have to be happy with that. He'll w- have be to happy, be happy with secrets. And he also says, go back to the UP. Not as in, like, <clears throat> you go back there, but... Green Sky, please go Green play sky, come in back the UP. To the UP. Man, yeah. Apparently, a bunch of Upers. Oh, dude! Yeah, did the
1: Hancock Theater show?
0: What, what city was that? That? Uh, is that? like Marquette or something. It's Like Mar-
1: Marquette, yeah. I think it was like the Hancock Theater.
0: And I should you know, remember that, that show
1: was legendary. It was like those were the most lawless shows I think we've ever played.
0: Upers are a lawless bunch. Now for it was it
1: was it was was, uh, apparently it was like bring your own fifth night at 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 the (laughs) Hancock.
0: It was
1: that's what it was. It was like bring your own fifth, it's cool and bring a case with you too. For it to chase it.
0: It's a it's a different breed. I wanted to ask what what are the difficulties with the the size of performance that you guys put on? Like you must have wrestled a lot with just the sound reproduction and the acoustics of everything. Like you guys are putting on huge shows um with acoustic instruments, and that's it sort of just ain't natural. It takes some problem solving, some finessing like what's your what's your amplified setup? You have pickups going or microphones or both
1: um i rock I rock both a internal microphone mm-hmm. and a pickup setup. I use a um a neckville acoustic harness. With EMG, with uh, in conjunction in conjunction with EMG, um, hmm. it's a dual pickup system that has a piezo element as well as a humbucker, and you can blend the two and there's a tone knob for each element. Okay. Um, and then I use a DPA. God, I can't remember. a the DPA, forty ninety like nine. Probably forty, 40 ninety nine. Yeah, that's okay. what I use. Yeah, Internally And that's inside. Internally, yes. But the but the real secret is is my pedal board is I I, sh- I shouldn't be telling this this is like this is like really like secret sensitive yeah it's proprietary he
0: like, information here
1: I mean I mean how much I mean do you want to sound like me I mean who wants this I mean if I mean if you want to have like amazing like acoustic like raging banjo
0: tone I guess I mean if that's what you're into. I mean, we we won't know if you're lying. It'll kind of yeah. be like the old Eddie Van Halen um, stuff, giving away fake secrets. Yeah, to, I turn to my game. turn my
1: back. Um, yeah, and then I use a no, I use a Firefly preamp um, through the through the DI channel, and then I use a for the microphone channel. I use a preamp which I cannot remember the name of. Hmm. Um, and the secret is, is I have it on a phaser, not like a phaser, like a, yeah, not the, but like a, like a, like a phase, but like having like a musical switch that like a phase for like on like a board. So like my DI and the microphone are in phase with each other, and that's what makes the difference. Wow, okay, is 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 because because of where they are placed in the instrument, the DI is here and the microphone's here. They're not in phase with each other, and and the only way to put them in phase with each other is to because you can phase a microphone. So we phase the
0: microphone channel to be in phase with the DI. Yeah, and that's and C- once you microphone. have it, and as long as you have them all in the same place every night and use the same settings for yeah, your well, phase it, control. It, it
1: changes sometimes depending on the room. The, the phase does change every once in a while, but it doesn't change too often, or it'll change with like seasonal changes. With like my banjo head, when the banjo uh, head slacks a little bit or. You know, it gets a little tight in the winter or a new set of – or just like, I don't know, it's been – or like I'm just a new tour or whatever, whatever. And sometimes – Something has changed. Something, something, Sometimes things have changed. You know, <laughs> there's environmental changes one way or another.
0: Well, and that's the kooky thing with microphones and everything. It only takes – Or I mean, actually, the, actually
1: the placement in the microphone. I've been on an airplane and I – Yeah. I yeah it only needs to move like an inch and it's all messed up. a little bit. Yeah, it points a different way. I mean, there's all little environmental factors
0: that change all that. And you guys are all on in-ear monitors and have been for mm-hmm. like many years now. Yes. Explain the difference that that has made.
1: Uh, it makes a huge difference. I mean, you uh, it cuts out the acoustic feedback on stage 100%, and you can 100% hear yourself and your bandmates, um, which if that's what you're into, that's really important um, if you're playing live music, in my opinion. So, yeah, you and, and it saves your ears in the long run, too, because you're not listening to blaring wedges all night long for a mix. You know, it really helps your longevity, I feel like, too, because we're not listening to, you know, huge volumes of acoustic music that probably will be feeding back if we're listening to it through. Yeah, wedge. which makes
0: everything just worse. Yes. Do you feel as though there are downsides to that? Do you ever feel isolated from the audience or from your bandmates and unable to communicate as well?
1: Um, no, we have a set of microphones that's uh, upstage that we use to communicate with each other. You just go back there and say yeah, something into say it something. if you need to say something. Yes, yeah. exactly. Okay. Or if you need to change in like, your mix or anything, too. that's like the same channel that the mod or Engineer has, too.
0: Oh, know? okay. Anything else we feel like chatting about uh, banjo-related style?
1: No, I mean, all I got is my Danny Gatinlick That's all I got left.
0: Yeah, show us that.
1: Danny Gatinlick Um... Works really good. It works out like good on uh, deep position. Uh, deep position obviously. for an obvious
0: reason that you have the open D string. Basically, what he's doing is he's got his uh, thumb goes, pick on the the low D string. I'm just I'm just
1: rolling with my thumb pick on my D string, and then just doing that the the diatonic chord positions that I that I, we just talked about all night long. Same thing, yeah. This is actually like a direct rip off from a Telecaster lick. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, but but as I love playing guitar and I love playing like the country guitar stuff, you know, so that that was one of those licks where like I like learned it. And I was,
0: Good way to uh, to learn the fingerboard too. Yeah, is all those um, like harmonized positions. Yeah, it
1: really, really, really is. Like you can really feel where the chords set, and it really helps you develop of when the chords change, where the other positions are at, at the, on the fretboard. It really does.
0: Exactly. Well, hey man, thank you so much for giving us all this advice, letting us in on your deep, dark, green sky, bluegrass secrets, and everything like that. If everyone wants to find you on the internet, where do they do that? What are the websites?
1: We are at greenskybluegrass.com, and I'm on Facebook at uh, at Bontzilla. Or not Facebook, but Instagram. Instagram on Bontzilla. (laughs) Instagram on
0: Bontzilla. Just Google Bontzilla. Google Google Bontzilla,
1: and something good will
0: happen. Any plans to do Michael Bont's solo album or... Michael Bond spin off side project. You know,
1: we're talking about, uh, Duvall and I have been talking about doing a uh, banjo uh, bass, like spa album where it's all like stuff like. Really like, like, still, like, stuff like that, like getting a massage, and there's like a like so the bass, like,
0: Ooh. yeah, some drony stuff. Ooh. It's
1: really just you know, it's really just out there.
0: You guys should definitely do that. It's the
1: future, man. It's the future, I'll but maybe to, not.
0: Have you ever gone floating? In a float tank, you know this thing that—that's
1: that, that, like our, that was our vision for this album. Is actually really? floating in a float tank. Yes, I just
0: did that for the first time recently, and they had some new age music going, and it was whatever. It was cool and relaxing, but it would have been nice if it was like banjo, banjo and, banjo and ba- bass. bass. I mean, yeah, that would have like, been even cooler.
1: It's like a custom mix. Like I yeah. prefer the ban- <gasps> well, Was a banjo mix? What? <laughs> I didn't even know there was a banjo mix. No one gave me the option. <laughs> no, I,
0: I filled out the survey. I mean. I'm going to give this place a very negative Yelp review. There was no banjo in the float lab. Yes, there's no banjo. So there you have it. Michael Bont coming to a a concert venue or float lab near you. Yeah, Very nice. Over and out, folks. And that's a wrap, folks. Thanks for joining me for the conversation with Michael Arlen Bont of Green Sky Bluegrass and for this episode of the Picky Fingers Banjo Podcast As always, email me at PickyFingersBanjoPodcast at gmail.com. I love hearing from you guys. Find me on all the social media and please tune in to the future episodes of the Picky Fingers Banjo Podcast. I have some really exciting stuff lined up. I can't let too many cats out of too many bags here, but uh, things that I'm excited about and that I know you'll enjoy. So uh, please subscribe and let me know what you think. And until then, take care and I hope to see you next time.